Today's reading is from Psalm 72, verses 11 through 20. All kings will bow before him, and all nations will serve him. He will rescue the poor when they cry to him. He will help the oppressed who has no one to defend them. He feels pity for the weak and the needy, and he will rescue them. He will redeem them from oppression and violence, for their lives are precious to him. Long live the king. May the gold of Sheba be given to him. May the people always pray for him and bless him all day long. May there be abundant grain throughout the land, flourishing even on the hilltops. May the fruit trees flourish like the trees of Lebanon. And may the people thrive like grass in a field. May the king's name endure forever. May it continue as long as the sun shines. May all the nations be blessed through him and bring him praise. Praise the Lord God, the God of Israel, who alone does such wonderful things. Praise his glorious name forever. Let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. This ends the prayers of David, son of Jesse. The word of the Lord. Good morning, everyone, and uh, thank you, Jackie, for reading the scripture this morning, wonderful New Zealand accent, celebrating the Commonwealth. Got everyone involved here this morning, so thank you for reading, and uh, welcome again to Pastor Lyle and uh, Jeannie Beyer. Uh, uh, Lyle is the senior pastor of a McKernan Baptist Church, so we have father and son uh, here this morning, and uh, we're just delighted for that. Well, uh, actually, how many saw the fireworks last night? Not too many. A few. I was going to say if all of you were watching the fireworks, I was going to shorten the sermon, but no need to. I think we're fine. We're fine. I never really thought about it too much, uh, but uh, when my grandfather came to the country of Canada, from London, he was about 20 years old. The year was about 1900. He was born in 1880. When he was born, the nation of Canada was only 13 years old. When he arrived in Canada, the nation was only 33 years old. And I just began to put those pieces together. Amazing what a young nation, people we know, uh, grandparents or great-grandparents or for some great-great-grandparents, were living in the first decades of our country. We are a young nation, but this weekend we celebrate 150, 150 years as a country. That's very young compared to other nations. The Chinese culture is at least 30 times older. And if we go back to biblical times, the nations and cultures are still that much older yet. But we celebrate our country today. We're very blessed to be here and to have the privilege to grow up in a country such as this. It's not a perfect country, as you know, but it is a country that we love. It is a country that we celebrate. And it is a country that we believe God wants to bless. And so this morning, let's just ask God 
how our country can make a difference in the whole world. And what does it mean for the church in Canada? What can we do to bless our country and help guide our nation through the 21st century? Sir Samuel Leonard Tilley was one of the 33 fathers of Confederation. He was a Christ follower who started his day with prayer and a chapter of the Bible every day. And when reading Psalm 72 verse 8, the thought occurred to him, what a splendid name to give to Canada. The verse says, he shall have dominion also from sea to sea. Uh, how fitting, he thought, for Canada, that God should have rule from one side of the country to the other. And then a letter signed by John A. Macdonald explained to Queen Victoria that the name was a tribute to the principles they earnestly desired that God would have dominion from sea to sea in our great country. So when you think back, wow, what a, what a vision our Confederation Fathers had that Canada would be a nation under the dominion of God. Canada had a great beginning. Did you know that the great explorer John Cabot uh, planted a cross on Newfoundland's shore in 1497, claiming it for God and for England. In 1533, Jacques Cartier sailed up the St. Lawrence City, uh, St. Lawrence River to Montreal to commemorate the founding of this city. Cartier wrote in his diary, "We all kneel down in the company of the indigenous people, and with our hands raised toward heaven, yielded our thanks to God." That's our heritage. So while our country is young, only 150 years old, there are indeed parts of our country that are much older. Quebec City is over 400 years old, founded in 1608 by Samuel de Champlain, who came to share God's love with the First Nations people. And that was his heart way back in the 1600s. So we have an awesome heritage. We have an awesome heritage. Today we celebrate our heritage and we say what better day to pray for our country and ask God to guide us into the future. So how should we pray? First of all, let's pray to return to our roots. Let's pray to return to our roots. There's a great verse in Psalm 33 verse 12 from the New Living Translation, it says, What joy for the nation whose God is the Lord, whose people he has chosen as his inheritance. The English Standard Version frames it this way, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen as his heritage. Canada has some very strong roots. Our history is full of, of heroes of the faith, who have forged rough terrain and overcome intense spiritual warfare for the sake of the kingdom of God in this land. There are many who sacrifice greatly to see the gospel of Jesus advanced and his name honored at various stages of the nation's growth. And I think of my own grandfather. He homesteaded, he eked out a living, he had never farmed in his life, and he came to this new country, he took up a homestead, and he began to learn how to farm, but he brought his Christian values and his heart for God. He was concerned about his community, and he brought the rural community together to teach them the Word of God. 
Now what he was doing was enormous. Maybe it didn't seem like it at the time. And maybe he got more than a few barbed comments from neighbors wondering who he thought he was and what he was trying to do uh, in their community. But he was faithful and he preached the word of God in a small community. And friends, don't forget that what we're attempting to do in our communities is hugely significant. We're trying to serve God and we're trying to plant kingdom influence in our communities. Maybe it doesn't sound like much, but it is. It's so important. Influencing Christian values and the belief in God and His Son Jesus Christ. What joy for the nations whose God is the Lord, whose people He has chosen as His inheritance. What makes a nation blessed? What makes a nation blessed? Is it freedom of religion? Freedom of expression? Is it having a great climate? Is it zero inflation and low unemployment? Is it being rich in natural resources, including fresh water? We know that we live in one of the best countries of the world. And when you look at countries that do not allow freedom of expression and where beliefs, uh, people suffer oppression for their religious beliefs, when you look at countries where there is internal warfare and famine threatens the lives of millions, then we have every reason to say, Canada is blessed. But what does it mean to be blessed? The writer has the context of sovereignty in his discussion in Psalm 33. A nation is blessed when it lives and functions under the supremacy of God who is sovereign. I'll say it again. A nation is blessed when it lives and functions under the supremacy of God who is sovereign. When God chose Israel as his own nation, he promised her his special protection and care. And there was a long history of God taking care of his people through the generations. And people knew the faithfulness of God. And it's so cool that Psalm 33 is a song of praise to God based on God's proven record of faithfulness which goes all the way back to creation. So what makes a nation blessed is what the people in the nation understand and know that he is God and not we. That he is God and we recognize that who he is and who we are. He is God and we are not. So pray for Canada to return to its roots. To the roots of those who wanted this nation to be a godly nation. And it's mostly about the people of God in the nation of Canada. Living out the truth that we serve a God who is sovereign. It's mostly about us. The, the Word of God says that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and restore their land. So it's God's people who can turn around a nation because they turn their hearts to God. We don't expect the whole nation just to turn around automatically. It's the people of God who influence the nation. So God wants his people to be filled with himself and powerfully impact our world. 
which means he's in control. He's calling the shots. It's his work. It's his transformation. And history is his story. God is ready to take us to his heart. He wants us to connect with him. And you know, friends, <clears throat> when I look at the young men and women coming up through the ranks, they bring great encouragement to my heart for the next generation. There are many, many who have great hearts for God and who are going to make a difference for the kingdom. And of course, that means they're going to make a difference for the nation and for our country. What joy for the nation whose God is the Lord, whose people he has chosen as his inheritance. So mostly, I would say, pray for the people of God in Canada to rise up, to walk faithfully with God, and then watch the ripples go out, the ripples that influence and impact the whole nation. <clears throat> so I've asked Marnie this morning if she would just come now and just pray uh, for, for the people of God, for the nation of Canada, that we would be the people of God, the salt and light uh, in this world. So thank you. Marnie is the second newest staff member. Yeah. Well, good morning, church. You know, it's true, Canada was built um, on principles that recognize God as supreme. And um, what's awesome is that we have a supreme God who is the ruler over all, and yet he is so personal and invites us in um, to his throne room where he just wants to speak to us and speak to our hearts. So I'm going to just invite you to bow your heads and just let God speak to you. And as, as I pray, just ask him, well, God, well, what are you saying to me? And, and what would you have, have me do in, in my little part of the world? So let's just enter the throne room with that great boldness and uh, just know that he hears us and he's listening and he's just waiting to respond. So God, we do, we just come before you right now um, and we do humble ourselves and we pray to you, and we recognize you as the, as the great supreme God overall, but we also recognize you as the personal Savior who just desires and delights in, in our praise and in our prayers and who wants to speak into our hearts and to speak into our lives. And as Pastor Ken has said, it, it starts, it starts with, with the one who just says, Yeah, God, you know, I want to come along beside you and, and see what you're doing and just join in. And, that you, this, this great, amazing, holy, wonderful, powerful God who is working in our nation, would invite us alongside you to, uh, to join in your work. That's just, that's just awesome, God. So I pray even now that you would just speak into the hearts and the lives of, of every individual here, that you would just remind them that as, as they call you Lord and Savior, that you have a plan for them and you have a place for them to, to cause a little ripple in, in their world. And it might be might be somebody living under their roof that they affect, or it might be a neighbor, might be somebody at work, it might be somebody across the world. We don't know that, but, but you know that, God, and as we humble ourselves before you, our greatest desire is that we would be salt and light to this world, and that as we just obey you and walk in, in transformation that you have given us, that people would see you in us, and that they would say, Man, I need, I need to have what, what you have, and we would be given opportunities just to speak of who you are and of your love and your truth, and that people would be, be drawn to you, as your word says. If we would just lift you up, you will draw all to you, God. So just use us. Keep our hearts and our minds and our eyes and our spirits open to what you are doing, and that uh, you would just give us power through your spirit and our inner beings to say, yes, God, I'm going to follow you, and... Uh, 
May our commitment and our obedience to you just make a difference in, in our communities, in our homes, and in our land, I pray. And we ask all of this according to your will, and we love you, Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you, Marnie. Pray uh, to return to our roots. Secondly, pray to be grateful people of God. God wants our nation to be grateful. And as we celebrate 150 years, even we reserved Canadians need to celebrate our national heritage and say that for all the problems and all the difficulties in this nation, Canada remains one of the finest places to live. The psalmist says we put our hope in the Lord. He's our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. God has blessed our country in our civility, in our compassion, in our concern for one another. I mean, this country is rich in just about everything. Agriculture, big, wide, open fields. Um, I love the excitement of growing up on the farm and uh, putting the crop in and swathing and harvesting and cultivating the soil, these huge fields. That's Canada. We've never known famine. We go down deep into the earth and we find every mineral you can imagine. From Newfoundland to the oil sands of Alberta, we have access to, to all the oil and gas that we need for the next century and beyond. And the beauty of our country, the Canadian Rockies, the Gulf Islands off the coast of Vancouver, the Cabot Trail in Cape Breton, the countryside of Quebec, the Great Lakes, the Canadian Shield. I mean, it's all spectacular. This is our country. And yes, we could tell the grinding side of, our, of the other side of the coin. We still have poverty in our country, in our cities, and especially in our indigenous communities. The images of Ontario's Attawapiskat, substandard housing, uh, are fixed in our minds. Even in our city agencies like Hope Mission are so vital to assist those who for a variety of reasons uh, aren't able to keep up to the terrific pace of our society. The cost of living in our country is so high and it doesn't take long to, to be marginalized. So our lives can be challenging. But the Apostle Paul reminded us to, to always keep rejoicing, to always keep being thankful. In the end of the, uh, the story of Habakkuk, it says, even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vine, and even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren, and even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, it says, yet I will rejoice. Notice, I will rejoice. It's an act of the will. It's a, it's a choice to rejoice uh, together. So I'm going to call on Adam uh, to come and just to give thanks and to be grateful as a nation, as a people of God. Let's pray together. Father, it's so easy for us to lose sight of, of you. Lord, it's so easy for us to lose sight of the blessings that you've placed in our lives. Lord, it's easy for our eyes to be fixed in all the wrong places and on all the wrong things. So, Lord, I pray that you would orient our hearts towards you. God, and that as we look upon you, 
as we gaze upon your face, Lord, as we read your word, as we celebrate who you are in the context of this community, Lord, we pray that uh, just well, something would well up out of us, God, thankfulness. God, that as we think upon you, we would be quick to be thankful. As we think upon um, all that you've blessed us with, we would be quick to be thankful. And Lord, I pray that we would be a people who demonstrate thankfulness in our communities. God, as those around us may be quick to uh, focus on what we don't have, who might be quick to focus on the negative, that fo- quick to focus on all that is going wrong, Lord, I pray that we would be um, the voice that responds in, in thankfulness and recognition of who you are. So Lord, do that work in our hearts. And Lord, we stop and we praise you. We praise you for the abundance that you've given us. God, we praise you for the freedom that we have in this country. We praise you, Lord, that, that after this service we can go home um, joyful with our friends and families and, and sit around tables and eat meals to, to our fill. Lord, we praise you for those things, that we can lie in safety this evening. Lord, we praise you for that. And God, help us to never forget where that comes from. So thank you, Father, for blessing us. Amen. Yes, pray to be a grateful people. Thirdly, I pray for our leaders. Pray for our leaders. Uh, God wants us to pray for our leadership. Can you recall the uh, passage in 1 Timothy 2? It reads like this. I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. Uh, Why is it so important to pray for our leaders? Well, when you pray for leaders and when God gives that leader wisdom, it's going to be a whole lot better for everyone. And when the leader is leading in a peaceful way, a godly way, that's going to trickle down. And when you pray for those who are leading you, it's going to be good for you and for your family. So you're actually praying for yourself in some way. When we we pray for leaders, we pray for the good of the country and the leadership of the country. Why pray for our leaders? Three reasons. So we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. Second, this is good and pleases God. And thirdly, God wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. And you help this process when you pray for leaders. Tina, would you come and pray for the leaders of our nation? Let us all pray. Dear Heavenly Father, it's a great privilege, as well as our responsibility, to pray for our government leaders. First, we acknowledge that you, God, are sovereign, and we are thankful that we can rest in that sovereignty, even in regard to government authority. Your word says in Romans 13:1, Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. And so with thanksgiving, we pray for our country's leaders. Help them to accept wise counsel. Teach them to trust in you. Protect them from the influence of the evil one. Give them discretion, foresight, and understanding in making decisions. Deliver them from, from opinions contrary to your word. Protect them from harm and bless and protect their families. Enable them to carry out their duties with humility towards you 
and toward others. Bless them with strength, endurance, and stamina. Give them the courage to do the right thing, even when urged to do the wrong thing. Give them a tender heart of compassion toward those that they lead. We, all, we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Then pray for respect and dignity for one another. That's how we should pray in our country and as a church. I like the picture of Psalm 33, verse 13. It says, the Lord looks down from heaven. And it's quite a picture. It's almost like the Lord is looking over the balcony of heaven. The Lord looks down from heaven and he sees the whole human race. From his throne he observes all who live on the earth. He made their hearts so he understands everything they do. Yesterday was a great day. We had, a, we had an opportunity to celebrate Canada Day with Anwar and Sarah and Lawand. They are such grateful people. And uh, they're grateful that God brought them to Edmonton. And they are so thankful for this church. Recently, the silent auction and dessert evening raised over $20,000 for their support as they uh, continue to establish themselves. And, and they come out of Syria. They come out of a civil war. They come out of hatred and killing and bombing and fear. And they have to, had to run for their lives. They still have family that have not been able to get out. And God has brought them safely to our land. Thank you for blessing them. We are a diverse country. We are a diverse congregation. It was a pleasure to welcome a new family this morning from India, southern India. First time in, in Canada for one month and first time here at TCC. Welcome, friends. Um, our first prime minister, a man of many imperfections, if you've read your history. No wonder he had the name MacDonald. <laughs> he was quite extraordinary. He held a vision for this country with all of its diversity and vastness. He connected the nation through a railroad that eventually would link the East and West Coasts. He held English Protestants and French Catholics together because he gave them a vision of how much better it would be if we could work together. And although that premise gets challenged repeatedly, we remain one nation today. God has shaped our nation to make us a country that welcomes others to this land of opportunity. Think of all the stories that could be told of people who've come to Canada from other places of the globe and they've settled here and they've prospered and they've strengthened our economy and they've been part of the political process and they've brought a richness of culture and industry and imagination, making us all the richer for it. Since 1982, we've been protected by the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms which states that Canada is founded upon the principles that recognize God and the rule of law. There is still accountability through the courts and justice system. Rights and freedoms are still protected and cherished in our country, and the rule of law still matters. Some would like to move us as far away from God as they can get. Some would like to change the wording in our national anthem. But where is the difference in our nation? It's the people of God. It's the people of God. Every nation has its issues, but every nation also has this verse. Every people of God in every country have this verse, that if my people who are called by my name 
will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal and restore their land. We call our nation back to God through prayer. And I'm going to invite uh, Norb to come and just to pray uh, for the respect and the dignity uh, for the people in our land. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, again, we pause to thank you and to bow before you and acknowledge you as Lord. We are so very grateful for this nation, for the dominion of Canada, and the many diverse people that are able to call this country home. The vision that the Apostle Paul had that he writes about in Revelation is quite a dramatic scene. He sees this great multitude of people in heaven standing before the throne and before the Lamb, worshiping people from every nation, every tribe, every people, and every language. And in many ways, Father, that is a picture of Canada. And through opening our doors to the world, we have seen the diversity of people gather in this country to forge a new path for them and their families. And many of us today, first and second and third generations, have enjoyed the blessing and the privilege of growing up Canadian. But Father, we also acknowledge that despite this diversity, we haven't always been kind and respectful to one another. We haven't always shown the dignity that all humanity deserves simply because we are all created in your image. In fact, we know that there are many, sadly, who do not even embrace this diversity. And so hatred and racism towards others simply because of the color of their skin. Father, forgive us. And the many who have been the target of that hateful and hurtful language, may they forgive us as well. And so, Father, we humbly ask that you would draw us together, reconciling ourselves to you and to each other, you loved us, your son Jesus died for us, and you value each of us. May that be the model for how we treat one another. We pray in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks, Norm. And then finally, pray for the name of Jesus to be lifted high in our country. If we want God to touch our land... It will be because we bow our knee to Jesus Christ. It begins with each of us as Christ followers. Uh, and uh, we just ask God for the grace and strength to lift up Jesus wherever we live, in our communities, in our homes. Canada needs Jesus Christ. Uh, Canada may not know that it needs Christ, but it does. Everyone in the nation needs Christ. We know everyone has a choice. But as we lift up Christ and as we walk with him, there's a beautiful sense of God's presence that's released across our, our land. So as Lynn said this morning, God has elevated Jesus to the place of highest honor and given him the name above all other names that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue declare 
that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So I'm going to pray, ask for uh, Anne to come and just to pray that in our country, uh, Jesus Christ would be high and lifted up. Let's pray. Father, the words um, of that song this morning just resonate through my mind. As we bow down, would you be lifted up? And so, Lord, I just ask you to change my heart today, that in all ways I would bow before you, that I would not seek to be the one in control, but that I just would walk in humble trust, that you know what's best, you know what's good, you know what's right. And so, Lord, I just want to link arms with my brothers and sisters, with your children today, and just declare that we want to bow before you. We just want to take this moment, this precious moment, Lord, just to declare that you you are Lord of our lives. You get it all. I lay it all at your feet. There's nothing, there's nothing I want to hold back. I just want to give it all to you. want to bow my heart before you. I just thank you, God, that as we do that, the joy that surpasses all understanding just comes and fills us. Jesus, you are the name above all names. You get it all. country, you get our land. You get my home, you get my family. You get my work, you get my ministry, you get my heart, you get my friends. 
We just declare this to be true in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. Amen.